Welcome to Trainers Lab. I'm Blake and I'm here with Ms. Bahawk. And today we're just going to be talking a little bit about um, how we use film with our clients to analyze their training programs. Um, so in other words, how we get them to record um, themselves doing a particular movement and upload into our software, whatever we're using, TrueCoach, CoachRx, anything else out there. Um, and allow that to be um, coached. So we have different kind of categories for how we've done this. Ms. and I were talking a little bit offline, um, but there's, I would kind of break it down into like how I do this with a beginner client and what I want to see. Uh, so assessment tests, things like that, things we're looking for. An intermediate client, some things I'd look for on that, like did they actually strain? Was it too easy? Things like that. And then more advanced clients doing things like uh, ollie lifts or uh, highly technical movements, right? So, Ms., what are some ways that you've kind of used assessment and analyzing um, people via like, kind of re recording themselves? And then how have you done it to yourself, maybe in coaches you've had in the past, um, and then clients that you've had? Um, it definitely started out with myself personally, like to try to improve boxing when I was doing boxing, to try to improve, um, you know, weightlifting when I was in the weightlifting world, to improve my muscle ups and my gymnastics when I was doing some CrossFit. Um, now tennis, right? Present day, like I'm recording all my tennis practice sessions, um, even when I go and practice against a bounce board, because those are like speed and coordination, reaction time kind of days. And I like seeing where I'm like, I'm like, why does my backhand look like that, you know? And it teaches me so much just to kind of watch myself. Um, and that always happened, like that was my greatest tool actually before I even had a coach, before I could afford it. Um, and then when I hired my first weightlifting coach, um, his name was John Zajac out of Lancaster, uh, PA. And he was kind of my first exposure to like remote or hybrid programming, I would once in a while train with him on Sundays, like at drive an hour to go do that. But in between, it was like sending videos to the Facebook group where all the other lifters and everybody could see and we all kind of, he would comment on it that way. And so it was interesting to see like what he requested of me, what I wanted to capture of myself. And then when I eventually got deep into the coaching, remote coaching world where it's like, you have no choice but to, you need film or else it's kind of like, um, you could very easily go off course because uh, you're not seeing these people train out their movements. Um, and so, uh, like you said, there's there's three categories, right? Beginner, novice, intermediate, and advanced for film. Let's talk about novice because I think it's the most applicable. Yeah. I think, like you said, assessments are the most important for me because um, it shows me, like there's a reason I'm providing the assessments, right? I usually, eventually there were so many people that don't give you film or don't give it when you need it or want it that like you just, yeah. you need to, you need to plan for not having it, right? It's a program around it where you can still get good data in the numbers. Yeah. But then there's certain things I'm like, well, if you're hitting an eight rep goblet squat, right? Okay. How deep are you going on the squat? Are you right. like, do you look stable? Are you tired? Like there are so many indicators. How do you even set up? the camera for filming that that indicates like you know where you're at like how what how you think about it um so what i would say yes we talked about the advanced end being this like how we're using it with you maybe like olympic weightlifting movements but for novice it's really all the basics that you're trying to maybe even teach them to mm. help expand their movement library i had this guy he was a grandfather and he was a um 
professor at like a university in New York and he got to train at the nice campus university or whatever. Right. But Mm -hmm. he was very like, he's not, he was athletic for his age, but we started to be careful in terms of what I gave him. Like he couldn't do sit-ups. That's a a, a metric I could give you. He can't do a sit-up, right? Good core strength in certain ways, but his dream is to be able to do like even anchor sit-ups and do a couple reps. So with him, I need to see all the different stuff I'm giving him. Like, are you executing this even close to where, um, you know, what I had in mind? And these are for clients where remote coaching is really new. They're so new to this. Like, I don't need these videos forever either. It's in the beginning, heavy up front. And I make sure to tell clients that so they know. And then I say, like, it'd be great to see a few times a week if you could film stuff that's you're feeling questionable on or you feel like you'd like my feedback on. That way, clients who wanted it really used it. I had clients who filmed every single, she was actually from Florida uh, and she was the one who signed like a two, three year contract with me. But like she literally filmed every single movement from start (laughs) to finish every day, man, every day. And I was happy to review it. You know why? Because if you put in the effort to do that, I like, I respect that and I will sit down and I will, I will do it. You know, I agree with that a hundred percent because, um, when my clients who like to record all their stuff, I have this one client, she's a, she's a just graduated college and she recorded everything. Like we went through, whether it be pull-ups, all kinds of stuff. And as a coach getting to do remote coaching, it keeps me more engaged because it gives me more work I love doing, which is evaluating, watching, growing techniques. So it gives me more, but you know, the real thing here too, like on both ends, so client and coach, you know, the difference between kind of remote coaching individuals one-on-one and getting that higher ticket item, right? So you're, you're charging a premium is in the difference between that and like subscriptions that can do decent programming that people can follow is that you're actually checking in on people. And part of the video, um, I found that when clients send that, it keeps them more engaged and more excited about their programming. And it keeps mm-hmm. them a little bit more um, like engaged with the coach and wanting the coach's attention. Like my, my clients love, like I reviewed even, you know, this morning, right? I had like several reviews. I had a review of someone's one rep max bench press. So this is like an intermediate client. And, you know, my comment to him was I wrote, I actually recorded a video back describing his form. We, we tweaked a couple things, but then also like, dude, you had 10, 15 pounds more in you. And I think they like to see that because then they yeah. know like, oh, like that wasn't even that much of a struggle. Get a spotter next time, go a little bit more challenging. You know, another client was doing um, squats and this is an intermediate client who just is having a hard time going on his depth. So we're looking at it, but he's so much more stable than he was six weeks ago on the way down. But he just has, he still has two or three more inches of depth he can work on. But what was really cool was he even looked at himself before he sent it to me and said, it felt like I was going so much deeper than I actually was when I watched it. So, yeah. like, so there's this cool thing of like using it, using recording yourself as both the coach and the client working together right to kind of do the analysis and the assessment and i would say evidence it's evidence for both you and the client it's mutually beneficial right because i've had a squatting client like that where he's a lawyer drive four hours a day and literally like his hips are so gummy but like he want he consistently worked out every day at 6 a.m and so it's like his whole goal was to be able to like 
not have pain in a squat, feel confident, that whole thing. We did the whole, like, you got to accumulate this much time in the squat every single day, right? And it was just interesting to see what it's like when he first started this, what it was like four weeks after. I period, I didn't see his film all the time. He would send it to me every few weeks, right? But he always did every workout and I was interested. I was curious. I was like, hmm, I wonder if it's working. And that was an example where not, it doesn't matter if like, I also see it's working. I'm like, hey, do you see this? Do you see the difference between week one and week eight? Like this is wild here, you know? Um, and so that I think is the most beautiful. It's like how we've always said to each other, like, record before and afters you're gonna wish you had them when totally. you get to the after and you like oh man i wish i knew how far i kind of came so um it's a beautiful tool for that as well um yeah. let's let's talk a little bit about like how how we or how a client regardless of uh, novice beginner or sorry novice uh intermediate or advanced how they should set up for this because i've given you this feedback too uh and it it, it applies to every you know, most people and most movements is getting, if you can get the camera to be at a side view for all barbell movements, for sure, right? Any barbell movements. Um, but honestly, I would go farther to say like dumbbell and kettlebell too. So any loaded movements, any gymnastics movements, right? The side view is the most optimal position for the coach to see what's going on. When you take video from the front, right? Or you take it from the back. Uh, think about somebody doing pull-ups. It's like, yeah, I can see your chin going over the bar, but I can't really see like, I yeah, can make out certain things, but it would be so much. Yeah. Like when you did, for example, a snatch, uh, like hang snatch, hang power snatch, something like that. Right. I was trying to kind of sh show you even the overextension in your hips. Mm -hmm. And I think that yeah. front view that week was like, I could see it, but like, I couldn't show you it. But the next time you had it at a little more of a side angle and I was like, Hey, do you see that? And it yeah. was just a little bit more obvious. Right. Yeah, so totally. the side view, the reason it's beautiful is especially in Olympic weightlifting bar path is everything. Right. Mm. So if you can watch and draw a bar path, like, Hey, where's the bar move from when it started to ended mm. and see how your technique was, how fast did it move? All of that stuff. So if you're doing a squat, and you're seeing somebody imagine a beginner, let's say, you know, that grandfather, him just doing an air squat, seeing that from the front, I can't see like too much, like how far are the knees in front of the toes Are the hips loaded or are the quads overloaded? Right. Um, what's happening to the posture? Like I can still see, maybe see his chest, but what's happening to the core? Can he still stay braced? So there's a lot more information, I think, from that side view in a lot oh, of yeah. movements. And, and even like, that's a great analysis for like advanced clients, but like, even like, um, like recording, like just general assessment for a beginner, like, Hey, I want to see your side plank because somebody might write to me, they did 90 seconds, but their hips were like two inches from the ground the whole time, you know, versus yeah. like, I want them nice and uh, parallel. And I'm also like, I usually write this in and, and I'd like to hear your thoughts on this, but I usually write to my clients 45 degree angle. Cause I want to try to see a little bit of like the frontal and the sagittal position. Mm -hmm. So like, and I can usually from that one angle kind of get a gist of both. Um, if it's at 45 versus if it's just in the frontal or just in the sagittal kind of side. Um, so I like I, that too. 
So, yeah, I, I found it helpful to just get more well-rounded versus having them take multiple video uh, for me. So That brings us to, like, how do you say how much video you need and how you get them to choose the right thing. So here's an example. If you are trying to, like, we'll use a snatch or something like that because it's more complicated with video, right? But you can apply this to basic movements, too. If you show me the empty bar or the first 95, you know, 25s you load on each side, you've got 95 pounds, you're feeling snappy. You're feeling fresh at the beginning of that session. Speed, everything's just on point, right? And that might be sometimes what I want to see. But really what I want to see is how do you operate when you're fatigued and stressed and tired? Because that's where the technique starts to slip Mm -hmm. and where the most valuable information is. So it's like know when you are working with a coach and working with a client like, you're, you get the, get across to them. You're not judging them, right? It, the more you see errors, the more valuable feedback that is for both of you, right? Right. Um, so uh, film the last two sets, two to three sets. is a note with asterisks that I usually put under that movement. Um, and I remember in assessment, sometimes I'd pre-write this, like film one attempt from the front, one from the side to kind of get multiple angles. But your 45-degree thingy solves that and makes it less of a headache to just kind of do one angle. Um, but I think in terms of like, which weights do you, or which attempts do you take video of? Usually the last few where you're really tired. That's what we're looking for. Yeah. Any, uh, I'm curious about your thoughts on like analysis here though. Uh, we could talk about maybe the way we give feedback on it. Um, you know, in back in the day, I used to use Loom videos. I honestly even typed out comments and just replied like through text comments, right? But recently with you, I've been using kind of like a screen walkthrough where I'm like, hey, here's what you're doing. I talk, mm-hmm. watch it with you a little bit. How do you think about analysis uh, when clients give you video? I really think this is kind of what is going to separate you from a lot of coaches, right? Like your ability to use technology to actually assess like, so there's the knowledge of coaching and then there's the there's the way to give the remote experience of that knowledge. And, um, you know, like you using Descript with me in the last couple months has just been like really a great tool because there's a side by side. There's like it's kind of like a film breakdown of my form. It's in slow motion. There's like Word document on the side. And then it's like you're pointing things out with like your you know, um, mouse and kind of highlighting things. So like that, that gives a tremendous value. Um, loom videos are great, you know, on coach RX looms built into it if you have a subscription already. So that's like a really nice way to stay in constant contact. So there's two ways to do this, right. In the coaching experience, there is the analysis of form and technique. That's really helpful. But then there's also like some people want that face to face, like I call mini consults, right? Where I'm giving you a three minute video response on like some of the weights you recorded, some of the challenges. And instead of me typing to you and just having a text relationship, it's a little bit Mm -hmm. more FaceTime and more intimate. Another way to kind of do that too is like more audio text. So like when I text with my clients, I know some coaches have a little bit more um, boundaries in that, but like depending on how you feel um, with certain clients, I'll text with them. And uh, audio text is a really good way to also stay more intimately involved because it's your actual voice. They feel a little bit more connected to you. Um, they know that you're actually thinking about them and not just kind of giving them a bland general program. Um, so there's the, that. That's one thing. Like I'm just speaking to yeah. our computer lab audience. But like how I use it most weeks, day in and day out 
are with clients that are particularly trying to work on some sort of skill and we're looking to progress that skill and we're just kind of evaluating it together. Um, so typically it's like someone who's working on squat depth, someone who's working on their snatch, someone who's working on their clean. Um, I'm also looking like even like some clients that are still advanced, but they're, they've like skipped over some things and they have like that knee, that knee uh, wave that goes in the squat. Um, there's a lot of names for it, but what basically when you internally rotate, when you're coming out of the hole of the squat, uh, and then you kind of push back out, just kind of like little things like that, where we're working on stabilizing, working on tempo work, things like that. And then it gives me fresh ideas for programming. So it's one thing to like have a blueprint for a client, but when you actually see it, it gives you like, Oh, it's like in person. Like when I coach people in person, it's so much easier to be like, Oh, we're going to do R and T deadlifts with this because your hips aren't, you know, retracting the way I need them to. Um, Oh, okay. This person's, uh, shoulder stability is off. So we're actually going to do some overhead carries, um, to kind of work on that. Now I see it. Now I know how to assess it and now I know how to program it. Dude, one of the most important things you just highlighted um, that we almost forgot to mention, the point of video with remote coaching, when at least for me, when in the first four weeks, eight weeks, it's almost like uh, the way GPSs were created. Like the way GPSs now, like there's satellite images of everything. You can look up at, at anything everywhere. It's like somebody had to drive through in the Google truck and record film of everything, or there had to be a drone that did it so that you could map where things were going to go, right? When Uber first came out and they had to do that with their own GPS and technology, they had to to do the same thing. It was not as reliable, right? So just like with humans and movement, we are trying to imagine their movement when we are programming. And if I can't imagine you moving through a split jerk and moving through a pull up, like that's a problem, right? I need to be able to like feel a little bit like, all right, this is how this person, and that comes from experience you have from in-person coaching where you can, you've seen a lot of movement, assess thousands of hours of it. But at the same time, if I see a couple minutes of movement each week, like I did with a few clients, I know what their pull-up positions look like when it gets heavy, when it gets weak. Like it's just an intuitive feeling. So that is a part, like that's a big convincer. Um, also in the consultation setting part where you're like, hey, look, this is why I need video. Yes. It helps me really, like that's how you sell them on it, right? It's like I can almost feel like you. I am there with you when I'm programming for you, if I have video, if I don't have it, um, I can be guessing sometimes, yeah. but uh, I'm, I'm giving you the benefit of the doubt a lot of times, but the best way to get your money's worth out of this is take video. And yeah. it's also a beautiful distraction, right? It's like, if you're trying to lose weight, it's like focus on the pull-ups and getting your first pull-up and take film of that and progressions. And you're like, oh, all of a sudden you're so focused on improving the movement and technique that you get, you're like, okay, it's less time you're spending thinking about the scale and that number you can't change, you know? And on the reverse of that too, like even today, assessing this person I just assessed an hour ago, video through the app, he he looks so much leaner, like when he was squatting. I even made a comment Mm. on it when I responded. I'm like, dude, yeah, yeah, I went through his whole thing, but like, dude, I don't know if it's the shirt or not, but like, you're definitely looking slimmer and just more lean, like as you go, because... I don't see him, but once a month on a video call, right? Um, unless, yep. unless he's sending me video. And I would say from a, a side note, before we wrap up this podcast, like for retention purposes, the more you can keep a client engaged and 
giving you more video and content, the more they're probably going to stick around, right? Um, uh, you don't want it to feel like a um, just a subscription to someone writing program. You want somebody to critique and feel like they're connecting with you through the workout. It's the goal of like scaling in person is you don't have to be there because there's recording and then you're there with them at another time. Right. Um, totally. So I think, I think there's also this element of like a lot of coaches, if they have this in-person experience already, like, you know how to cue people, you know how to do that whole thing. Um, so we won't, we didn't go too much into that. It's really principles. And if there was something there that I should highlight in case people don't know it, I would say it's, focus on one adjustment per video. Like yeah. don't try yeah. to, that's something my weightlifting coach did was like, he would make me um, settle on a change for one to two weeks before I was allowed to like, be like, oh, I'm gonna work on my heel heavy, you know, no foot thingy today. It's like, nope, you're just freaking focusing on your overhead, locking it out, being stable and the whole, like that is your focus for two weeks and let's see if it works. Mm, so that good. discipline is is really good, I think. Um, and yeah, I, I think um, if we if we wanna do another episode on this where we talk about that tool I use, Descript for the screen recording thingy, I yeah. think it's a very valuable um, for that, but like, We'll put a link in the description in case people want to try Descript. It's a, basically a video and podcast editing software uh, yeah. for like, like you're, it's like editing a, a Google Doc basically, right? And it has a Loom, or not Loom, like you know how Loom has a screen recording feature? This essentially has that screen recording feature as well um, where your face can pop up while you're talking. You can watch videos while you're doing that. And when you click, like when I click on Blake's hips in the video, it makes like a little circle around the hips and it's like, oh, okay. It brings just this focal point that Blake right. can see. Um, I also feel really awesome about after I record on that, it's like immediately as soon as I hit stop recording, I can hit, it says, 250 filler words detected. And then I literally hit one button, boom, vanishes all of them. And then I adjust the word gap. So sometimes if I'm watching you and it's kind of like three seconds of dead space or something like that, and you don't need to see it or, you know, keep it moving quicker. I turn it down to 0.6 seconds word gap. So it's now very fast for you to hear me, watch me, get what you need. And right. then again, like you said, the skimmable, version where there's auto scrolling text on the side while this is going through and it just feels like a highly packaged uh personal thing where i know like the famous vibe that you have with some like coaches that you work with or like that your clients are going to have with you even if you're not famous like you're a big figure in their day-to-day week-to-week they pay you a lot they respect you right um it, it feels really personal. It feels like, wow, this person, I'm on their computer. This is what it looks like on the back end. Like this person's taking the time out of their day. Like, and, and if you give somebody a gem, it's just like in the real in-person coaching world, you feel like, and, and it clicks with them, they will remember that. They'll be like, dude, that changed everything for me. Like, and then you have this cool proof of like <clears throat> how you use video, ed I mean, uh, not like a uh, video analysis with movements, to like help you know improve technique um so there's just a lot of benefits here that i think um if you're not doing this good to get your feet wet um check out descript i think it's a great tool both for the screen recording feature and for other stuff that you'll probably use in your remote coaching business as well 
I love it. I think I think we should do a whole nother podcast on just how to use technology for it. Um, yeah, yeah. That alone is really, really beneficial for for everybody. Um, but like, I think this is a good one for today. Just kind of how do you use it to do analysis yep. um, and assessment? So really good stuff. Love it. Um, make sure to head over trainerslab.io if you uh, want to check out more free tools over there or our 101 you know, consultation questions for coaches. Um, that's a very useful tool as well. But if you enjoyed this, rate, review wherever you're at. And we love discussion. So make sure to reach out to us, hi at trainerslabpod.com or on Instagram. Uh, and we'd love to hear what's helpful you know, and, and what you'd like to maybe hear about uh, in future episodes. See you guys. 